What's going on, podcast? What you guys are about to listen to is an interview between me, my general manager, Todd Hammer, at Union Fitness, and the wonderful Yessi Martinez, who we had the great opportunity to sit down with today and kind of talk about her training, her lifestyle, her background, what she likes to do out of the gym, stuff like that. So if you could for me, after you're done listening to this, please go to my Instagram, go to the clip that I posted about this podcast. You'll find Yessi's Instagram handle and the Union Fitness Pittsburgh handle all in the caption there. So please go follow both of those accounts. Follow her on Elite FTS. She's a badass. And oh, she probably lifts more than you. <laughs> All right. Enjoy the podcast, guys. Thanks. All right, guys. Welcome to the Union Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, CJ Campbell. With me, my co-host, Todd Hammer. And today we have a very special guest, Yessi Martinez. Thank you for being here, Yessi. Thank you for having me. She is an elite FTS athlete, and uh, I'm going to kind of let her take everything um, on her own, how she wants to explain what she does. She does a lot of really cool things. Um, So I guess the first question, a lot of people do know you around here, so I do kind of want to start with the meat and potato questions of powerlifting, and when did you realize that powerlifting was something you wanted to aggressively pursue? Okay, Uh, in order to get there, we have to go from the beginning. Um, So I was raised in Miami. I grew up from an athletic background, so I played volleyball, I was a liberal, and I played basketball, which I was point guard and captain. Um, I really wanted to pursue basketball. That was like my heart, wanted to go to college, had to work twice as hard because I don't think anybody in my height goes to a D1 college. So I probably not. Yeah, probably (laughs) not. So um, my brother was also a basketball player and he was offered a scholarship in Dallas. Um, So I was kind of of following his footsteps, but he coached me my junior and senior year where I was like 6 a.m. in in the basketball court before classes, like working hard, Um, got offered a D3 Um, scholarship from Weber University and realized like oh you have to have money (laughs) so it's like that's when I was kind of already on my own and I didn't really have the financial support so I was like do I want to be in debt or do I want to you know kind of just live my life so I chose the other route and didn't go to college for basketball so I ended up just going to community college for the first two years and I was like what am I going to do as far as like anything competitive anything athletic and my brother was dating my old trainer's goddaughter at the time that's a mouthful (laughs) yeah (laughs) and he was like you gotta come to this gym there's chains there's bands there's like it's just like nothing you've ever seen before and I was like okay I'll just just try it and uh it ended up my first day I didn't throw up which I've never thrown up during training but um he put me through like I didn't know then what GPP was like he's like like giving me roll barrels and I'm like throwing the sled and this is like a first time like you, you in college or in high school like you learn the basics of training but you don't learn technique or like anything like in depth so I was just like holy moly like this is where I need to be so that's kind of where everything followed um I initially wanted to train because I wanted to be lean and I wanted to look, you know, sexy, whatever you want to call it. No, you know, that's and, right, yeah. and 
I was just like, I don't want to like get bulky. I don't want to get, it was like that time when it's like, if you lifted anything heavy, you would become a man automatically. Um, so I'm still waiting for it to happen. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Which we could totally get into because I feel like for a moment that was like my thing, like, oh, you're not, you could totally do whatever you want. It's, and, and it's more about what your body can do versus what it is, if that makes sense. So, um, started with bodybuilders so I learned a lot about bodybuilding and trained with like the figure and learned through that but kind of was like always peeking and curious like what the guys would do on Saturdays because there there was like a tendo unit they had to like you know I'm just like what the hell is all this crap that they have to do why are they here for three hours squatting and I kind of got curious and as I got stronger my my trainer at the time, his name is Randy Scotes, who owns Idolmaker. Um, he's like, have you ever considered powerlifting? I was like, what's that? You know, like, I don't know what that is. He's like, don't worry about it. Just start training for it, training with the guys, and we'll get you in a competition. Don't worry about it. He's like, go on, <laughs> learn on your own. Yeah. No, he was, he was, I mean, without him, nothing following would be possible because he's the one that had a great relationship with Louis Simmons. He's the one that kind of introduced me to Conjugate and Westside and i learned everything like the i think that's a pretty good foundation as far as like what other people can say um as far as getting into powerlifting so um once i started competing my first meets didn't go so well i don't remember that interview but <laughs> oh i watched the entire thing the entire thing but i want to say this is where I learned all my mistakes at first and then never repeated them again. Um, I flew to Ohio because obviously that's like the capital of powerlifting, but I did my first Lexan meet, which is not the best meet because, and I didn't know all this until after, but it's like Vogelpool was lifting that time. He extended the whole meet because he wasn't ready to squat or whatever it was. And I was like, dude, I have a 9 p.m. flight I gotta go. And this is when I thought, like, meets would end, like, at 3, 4 p.m., like a normal, like, competition. Yeah. And so I ended up not being able to deadlift on my first meet. And I was just nervous. I was kind of on my own because nobody would travel with me. It was my first meet, you know what I mean? But I kind of had support through, like, friends of friends. But um, I was just like, okay, lesson learned. Like, you need time. You need support. Um but it was also a different atmosphere in a sense, like when I competed with other girls, they wanted me to fail. It's not like how it was today. Like my, one of my, I think it was like my second attempt was like 135 on a bench. How cute is that? Um, <laughs> and like, it was just like the, I didn't get it because I was nervous and I was like, my head was all over the place. Cause like I had to leave that night and I saw like the girls like, like celebrating like oh she did fucking get it like I may have a chance yeah. you know whatever but yeah that was kind of my first experience and then I, and then from there I was like okay well I definitely have more in the tank I definitely want to learn more um and it's definitely about supporting others and what you can and learn from them so it's like that's when it all kicked off that's I think you said something awesome there and I never met Randy but I know of him oh really um well I, I had a football player that trained there as well I okay laugh he does a lot of football players yeah, when you would um, post, and then Marcellus, who was with the Steelers for a while and kind of bounced around the NFL, I think actually with the X in the XFL now. Um, when he um, would train, he would always tag the gym, and I was like, oh, this has to be a good gym because I know two people who I like and respect the train there, so things have to be. But you said something I think that was awesome there is 
I think half-heartedly he said he kind of told me to do this and don't worry about it and I think it was probably a sign of a good coach because it's a little bit sink or swim but it's also a little holding the person's hand and good coaches I think and you've probably experienced this and if you could delve into this know when to say go figure it out right but also know when to say hold on let me show you and I think too often you see coaches are trying to hold your hand too much Mm -hmm. and there is some figure it out like squat okay figure it out you need to figure it out yourself Mm -hmm. I can say you know knees out or whatever the cue may be but I think too often the mistake I see is people over coaching and not allowing people to figure it out a little bit and it sounds like you had that nice balance where it was figured out a little bit but also was here's how to do it properly Randy Scotes I love him to death he was an interesting guy because he was just that what you explained um he he would test us honestly he was very very hard especially on the females because you would think that we wouldn't I guess like there's like a stigma like you don't know really like women just do kickbacks or whatever it is you know what I mean like and I'm just trying to make it like a difference like what I'm I'm what I'm trying to say but he would say okay so why are we doing this movement where do you feel it and if we were doing it wrong he would yell at us in the middle of the gym and say like that looked like hammer dog shit or <laughs> like oh everybody gets it. like he would bring the attention to you and you'd be like oh shit I'm never fucking up again <laughs> so having that because like you usually bring positive att- and that's great like you, obviously you should um, positive reinforcement or anything like that but at the same time, it's like, you know, you can fuck up once, you can fuck up, tw- but third time, like, let's, you gotta, you gotta know, know. Yeah, what, you gotta you're know what you're doing. And he definitely put that in my brain, where it's like, if I don't get something right, I'm gonna do everything possible to make it better. You and know that's the I mean? art of a good coach, though. That's exactly. a good coach knows when to, yeah. you know, we always say compliment in public and criticize in private, but there's a time and place. And as a strength coach, you're like, when yeah. someone's better than that, yeah. to say to them and embarrass them a little. And give them a little, a little like yeah. nudge that that sucked, and I know you're better than that kind right. of thing. So I, I don't always think that's as much negative reinforcement as the trash talking that happened. Yeah, you know, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a great thing. I, I really do. And and I had that like in high school too. That's just like the team. I mean, you guys played, yeah. you know, sports growing up. Your coaches were probably that. Your teammates were probably like that ragging on you. So yeah. I mean, it creates thicker skin. That way you can get that feedback that you need and not like be okay well don't tell me that that's wrong like I'm doing it right it, it keeps you open minded definitely yeah. and when you get to a meet, when you get to a meet and it's all west side lifters and Chuck Vogelpool is there <laughs> you're totally fine because I remember the first time I met Chuck Vogelpool I'll be honest with you I was more scared the first time going into west side than the first time I trained in a prison <laughs> Walking in their prison, I was nervous. I was like, well, you uh, have when, when did you train in a prison? You know uh, why? We'll you know later. why? Oh because they're all, they all are locked up. But when you go to Westside, they're on the free. That's by choice. Roaming. Yeah, they're choosing <laughs> to come in here. And I'm still waiting for this prison story. Uh, we're in that another time. I have a all right. good friend. There's a lot some, of uh, stories. State pens in New York. Yeah. So, um, speaking about you know high school and coaching and stuff like that, when you played sports in high school, and I'm only asking this because I'm a high school strength coach myself. Right. What was your environment like for strength training when you were in high school, if you even had any? It was a new class that they implemented. So they started that on my junior year, and so I only had that for two years. Honestly, I think it was just constantly testing your physical ability versus, like, 
probably anything you do today. I think it's, like, way more advanced than what it was. Not well, that it, I was, it like... It depends where you are, too. Yeah, and, like... I was in Doral, Florida. Like, nobody... It, it was... I have no idea where that is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I originally went to, to Miami Springs, and okay. then I transferred to this high school uh, because my my mother didn't want me to stay at Miami Springs. She just thought it wasn't a good environment, which I thought it was a great environment. And their, their athletics program was great and top-notch. Um, and I learned a lot. But my school that I... My high school that I went to, like, my last three years is... Like, it was very party, like... Ultra, and I was I was friends with the staff. I wasn't really friends with the students. You know what I mean. So, and I was obviously friends with my you know teammates and stuff. But it it wasn't it wasn't a big thing. It was just a class to take, or it was like oh I want to have to do a a science project, so I want to take like lifting or whatever. But I took it very seriously because it was like this will help me get better as an athlete. Yeah. Um. I definitely got stronger than the guys. And that was going to be my next question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I got stronger than the guys. And then, you know, I was training at Idolmaker, like, towards my senior year. And I started to grow traps. And I'm like, holy moly. I was yeah. just crying. I was like, what are these things? Yeah. Um, Wait, you were crying in a bad way. You didn't like them. This is where the whole, like, <laughs> <laughs> this is when your body's changing. And I was, like, I had baby fat still. So I was... I. I look like a little chipmunk with like big cheeks and stuff. So it's, and I'm not saying negative. That's just what it was. Yeah. And, and so I, I put muscle on top of that, you know, yeah. like I felt very uncomfortable cause it was all new to me. Um, but you know, I was lifting at, I don't care. Then I was lifting at high school. Like I was constantly training and then I had, you know, off season, on season. And, um, I was, I was getting like pretty built. I don't want to say like, like, while you were still in high school while i was still in high school i was like getting i was building muscle did that take you away from your ability to play sports like no was there any point where you're like oh well i can't do this anymore because no if anything it helped me run faster and jump higher you know so um i knew that there was positives it's just i was like stay on the journey stay on the journey don't look at the traps don't look at the traps just keep going wear sweaters yeah um but and the guys would say like dude you're you're kind of big like you're intimidating and the guys would come up to me they're like you know um because you lifted more than some of the guys because some of the guys were very lean like lean lean like yeah. they were the runners or soccer players like they're very just lean yeah um so that that's just what it was and that was yeah that was my next question was how did it compare to some of the guys because in high school it is intimidating it is um i've coached girls where they're just bigger and stronger and like you can tell from shoulders right. if the shoulders are real cut up and i've i've trained girls that are like that and then i have guys come in right after that and they'll just kind of sit there and stare at her yeah and they're just like well how do i get like that coach i'm like well you have to show up and you know <laughs> take everything seriously and it takes time it right. really does so that's why i wanted to ask you that just because it differs so much between high schools and then once you get into that like you said when you started getting built once people see that I mean, high school alone, it's very judgmental. It's very So judgmental. as soon as you add muscle and athleticism to that, it just kind of adds fuel to the fire. Yes. So, yes. yeah. This is why my son will be okay in high school because he he's in kindergarten now and he is star of the week this weekend. He got to bring in 10 pictures of his 10 favorite people. And one is Uncle Chad, Uncle Chad Aches. 
And Uncle Chad, for those of you who don't know, Chad at, at his largest was just shy of 400 pounds. He's probably around 290 now, I guess. He and lost he, weight. He looking really lean and good, but um, I texted Chad and said, hey, my son wants to take a picture of you because he thinks you're the best. And he said, okay. And we got a shirtless picture of Chad. So somewhere in kindergarten, <laughs> a shirtless picture of 385-pound Chad Aches hanging up. So no one's ever going to pick on my kid because they think this is his uncle. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Chad think, I ain't picking on this kid. That's his uncle Chad might show up. <laughs> so always hang out with the big guys. So you are an elite FTS athlete, like I introduced you at the beginning. What... What kind of got you into that? Like, how did Elite FTS find you, or is it the other way around? I have no idea, so I'm going to let you talk about That's it. That's a really good question, <laughs> and I often question it. Um, I, I honestly... <laughs> Dave someone... has poor judgment. Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm I kidding, everyone. I, <laughs> I remember the day that... Uh, what's his name? Scott? Scott? Yeah, Scott. E- or, I'm, I mean, um, um, um uh, uh, no, um... Anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're drawing a blank here, right, so just give him a second. <laughs> it was, it was someone that was, like, the one that was, like, recruiting and the one that reached out, um, so he was, like, kind of the middleman, but I was working at my job, and I got this email saying, you know, yes, Martinez, you know, we've been looking at you and whatnot, and would you be interested in becoming an elite FTS athlete? I was like what i was like did they send this to the right email um (laughs) i was freaking out and i remember my coworker filming me there she's like what is wrong you're in a panic because i had no words and i was just like is this real like i was just flipping out and a couple years later someone asked me this on my q a they're like how did you get on and i was like that's a really good question because i still don't know to this day so i tagged dave and i was like listen can you answer this because i don't know how to answer it yeah um and he he dm'd me and he gave me this like long story and he's like share it if you want or not like but this is why i wanted you on the team but he's like you were a young lifter um one of the reasons why you got brought up is because you were on magazines and he mentioned like you know you were you looked a certain way you're you know you're from a hispanic background um but honestly i was waiting for you to get your elite total and when you got it i knew you were gonna become part of elite fts but i waited even longer because they would have asked me sooner but he's like i wanted to wait it longer to make sure it was right to make sure who i i knew who you were um, but also because I didn't want you to be part of Elite FTS because you were on magazines. So yeah. if anything, that hindered my yeah. opportunity to be on it. And so I kind of like that because he was harder on me because I think people can perceive certain things in a way, like yeah. how you look or anything like that. Um, but I think it ultimately comes down to, to character and, and hard work. And yeah, how he you wants interact. authentic people. Exactly. He just wants authentic people. Yeah. yeah. I think you've probably heard Dave say it in the past. I know I have. As he said, I don't want anyone on the, the team who I don't want around my kids. And, you know, he's asked people to leave, leave who are involved with Lead FTS. I don't want them around. I don't like what they stand for right. or for different reasons has asked people to leave. Um, but I think, you know, Dave tends to look for people over accomplishments. Yes, you should have accomplished something. But 
are you a good person who's willing to help? And you know, one of the things I always thought things great is is live, learn, and pass on. Like the two things is live, learn, and pass on. I love the shirts you get that with the empowerment, because to me that's so much of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and are we empowering others? And you talked about it with with I think the females. I like coaching females more than males because they're easier to empower because they don't allow ego to stand in the way as often. They're more receptive. Yeah, where men, yeah. it's like, hold on, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I, yeah. I've dealt with a lot of the, I know what I'm doing with, with guys where with when a young lady comes in, they're, they're, they're just open, say, oh, what are you here to teach me? And there's, there is always ego with everyone, but there's so much less. So I think that empowerment thing and tying it in with the females thing is, is what Dave you know, stands for a lot, and I think it's great. Yeah, so I definitely, I think people would, I don't know, maybe some would disagree, but I liked that he was harder on me um, for that reason. Because it doesn't matter if you're in a magazine, it doesn't matter how much you total it, I think ultimately it's it's what you do for others and, and what you do for yourself, you know, so... Um, I definitely appreciated that because if it was just yeah. given to me, then I wouldn't feel like it was earned at all. Yeah, and that's a that's a terrible feeling too, because like once you're around people like Dave, I'm sure like they expect a lot not not material things, but just to be a good person. And like like Hammer said, he doesn't want people on his team that he wouldn't be comfortable with around his kids. Like he expects you to bring that character and authenticity around other people too. So it it just plays a huge role, kind of no matter where you go. And as long as you can stay that way and not focus on, like, the magazine shots mm-hmm. and uh, Instagram stuff mm-hmm. and just be a good person, right. that carries you a lot further. So, no, that's great. Um, moving on to the next question, you you are a strong main competitor or training now. I know. Listen, <laughs> listen I, 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 just for the record, I was a has-been, but now I'm back on. So. All right. She really wanted to say that <laughs> on here, so I'm, I'm just going to let her say it. Uh, can you describe what training for a strong man is like <laughs> or at least try to I'll at least it. try stupid. to hey, uh, <laughs> it hurts everything hurts powerlifting is stupid yeah but, but, but strong man hurts more strong man hurts yeah so for people who have no idea what a strong man is listening right now can you explain what it is and how you would go about it if you were to train for one okay it, it, it all varies I think strongman is actually pretty popular in Pennsylvania um, and becoming big in Florida, but it, I mean, just Google local strongman competitions and it, it's kind of like powerlifting. Like you kind of just train a little bit for it and then you go all in and see if you qualify for anything. But, um, it definitely requires obviously training and the good and bad thing about it is there's usually three to five events for a competition. One is usually a ra- like they won't tell you it's a surprise event, which is the one that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. I'm convinced um, they don't know how that. Like, we think we have a tire. We're yeah. not sure. We're not sure what's going to happen, yeah. but it's going to happen. It's going to be hard. And, but they basically, it's odd implements, and you do it for distance or time. Um, and ultimately, whoever is like the last man standing is who wins the, or is the quickest man uh, or woman, um, wins the event. So, it was interesting to me, and I realized it, it's it kind of goes hand in hand with kind of any sport. To me, was one of the competitions I did. They they didn't have the object that they were doing, so we had to improvise, and you just have to go with the flow. 
That's it, Hammer it, shaking his head because he I've knows done, it's stupid. I've done a few straw, straw man competitions. And it's you like, oh, we, we forgot the tire. We forgot something, <laughs> yeah. so we're gonna do something else. So and you have to go. Struck. You have to roll with the punches. It's not like you're like, well, no, I didn't train for that. Like you have to be prepared for the unexpected. I think that's that's the biggest thing with strongman. But <laughs> I, I was I, at a meet one time laughing because I was at a meet. And it was 90 degrees in this parking lot outside mm-hmm. all day long. And it was a fire truck pulled 50 feet for speed. And a fire truck's heavy. So it was under 200 pounds and females were supposed to pull a loaded uh, flatbed. Well, the flatbed never showed up. So they're like, you guys can pull the fire truck. And oh, like, my God. Yeah, so there I am trying to pull. I got it 31 feet. And there was some sort of imperfection in the road at 31 feet where... If you got it to 31 feet, you were done. Like, that was it. A few of the, like, Andy Deck, I think, actually yeah. did that, that one. And I think he actually was one of, like, three people to actually get it 50 feet. But that's the thing with Strongman. You just don't know what's going to happen when you get there. And it's usually in a parking lot. Yeah. You know, and they're, you know, the road isn't straight. You know, platforms are kind of crooked. <laughs> right at 31 um, feet, right? Yeah, right like, it, it's like... You can't really complain. It just you have to go with the environment that you're in, it's and, yeah. you, and that's like the most challenging. It's like, all right, like for you, you know, and and that made me very kind of like you can't really complain because if someone's gonna bitch about, oh well, they were on an incline, so it was easier for them to get like you know the truck pulled to come to like towards them, and they got a fa- like you can't really talk about that. Like it's just it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, and it, it's like the best man wins, like no matter what. Um, there's no question about it and I think that's that's what I like about it it's yeah. pretty and I think one of the things is too someone who doesn't know what it is I think the only exposure they get is like the world's strongest man competitions at I the think Arnold. that's a good it, it is good but what you guys have been saying it's a very closed controlled environment compared to what you guys have done yeah like but everyone ev- everyone that is at that level has been at that meet yeah where you show up I was at a meet one time and I've, I've done a handful of strongman competitions and I got and they got brand brand new tires for the meet, which means they went to a junkyard and got old tires. <laughs> and the first competitor goes up and puts his hand underneath it and puts his hand right into a nail that they forgot to check for all the nails. Yeah. Oh man. And he, now he has you know has to go get tested. But he has shot. to take the nail out and keep going. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Just put spit on shot. it. But that's that, <laughs> that's spit on it. that's what happens in a strongman. You just don't know. It's like and the field was muddy that day. It was in a field that day. So when you hit the tire down, you couldn't get underneath it again because it kind of sunk down in. So you, with, with Strongman, you truly, it is fun. It's uh, it's so fun, but it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Hardest and that's why thing that's why done. I jokingly call it stupid. Yeah. I, I love Strongman, but it's like the insanity of Strongman and the tr- the preparing for Strongman is so hard. It hurts so much more than powerlifting. When I went to nationals. We had to do like sandbag and keg carry like onto a platform, and we had to run back and forth to get those like objects. Oh my god! I was slipping everywhere. I almost ate it, like because it was indoors. <laughs> it was indoors, so it was like a slippery, you know, floor. And I mean, again, that's just what you have to deal with, and you have to prepare for the unexpected. That's really terrible. Not to intimidate anybody by that. I think everybody should try strong. Well, I think. Yeah, uh, it's fun. I mean, I'm going to pick on you here a little bit. Go for it. I think one of the first days I saw you, didn't actually meet you, because I was too scared to say hi. Why? Because for Why some reason I was scared? intimidated. <laughs> Listen, I was I was intimidated to say hi. 
and you were taking a class at night, and I was actually shadowing here before I got hired, and we were outside, and we were doing sled pushes, and Yessie was slipping all over the place, and she couldn't push the sled back, and I was standing at the end saying, what are you doing? And you said you couldn't push the sled, <laughs> and you were getting really pissed, and so I didn't say a word because I tried to be funny, and it did not work at all because the look on your face was horrifying <laughs> and you were already tired and sweaty and you just kind of wanted to be done and you left it halfway and i actually moved it back to the starting line and uh you kind of just walked away from it because you got mad because you couldn't get it over the little <laughs> incline by the yeah. drainage pipe that's called 31 no. feet and, yeah it's 31 feet <laughs> we all wrote and i kind of looked at i looked at the other cj and i was like should i take it back and he's like yeah just take it back because you walked inside by that point, and you did the other no, exercise. No, I think you, when I was trying to do it... <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> I no, this. I'm not defending myself, because I, I have terrible memories, so probably whatever you're saying is true. But I remember pushing it and getting so frustrated, and you were actually trying to help me push it up. I was. I actually came over and started pulling it. And I was it, like, don't like, touch it! Yeah, you're like, something don't. like that. And yeah, I, didn't that, say, that, I didn't say that, a word that, the rest of the night. The truth comes out, CJ. That's like the dude who touches before, the bar when you're still moving on the bench. But before I went and helped, I was no, like, hey. No, because I pushed it back like and finished it because I went the other way and I was doing this. You were pulling it. I was pulling instead of pushing it. So I, I wish you guys could see the, I the gesture she just made. I 100% <laughs> blame CJ on this because I, I, we've all been there. You're pressing a bar and some idiot touches it. And you're like, the bar was moving. What are your, why would you touch but she she wasn't moving. It didn't matter though. I didn't want you to. <laughs> she touch wasn't it. moving. <laughs> was she dead? Then it was moving. no. But she literally looked like she was like trying to push it uh, through the concrete. I don't yeah. want help unless I'm like under a lot yeah, of unless, weight and I need the help. But see, I didn't know you, so I didn't know you were. No, like that's that. a good rule of thumb in life, though. I understand, but spotting I, is to save lives, not to get another. Record. But when the only people you have experience working with is high school kids true, that don't know true, shit true. and they don't know how to true. react to their bodies, yes, yeah, somewhat it's my fault uh, because I should day, give you the respect and credit to do it on your own. At the end of the day, Charles Jasper was in charge of the class, so I think we all agree. Yeah, it's we, fault. Yeah. yeah, Charles Jasper, his fault. It's he your fault. Leader. So it. It backfired. <laughs> but we'll so, go with your story. We can go with my story. No, because it just got completely unraveled, and now I just look stupid. Yes. Um, but Podcast is worth it. <laughs> so, aside from everything fitness, you do have a very creative side. And like at least so. at least I think so from what I've seen. Thank you. Um, so, would you like to explain your interest in photography and your kind of creative outlook on art and what you like to do in your free time? Sure. I mean, I a lot in my free time but um as far as the creative approach um i hate this is like the first time i'm actually ever explaining it this way good question then of course here at union fitness i'm just trying to take credit where i can you heard it here first honestly so i don't have a relationship with my mother and um haven't seen her in years but I am a product of her, and she was a wedding planner. So she has the create like the whole like fashion, clothing, like creative approach, making things pretty kind of thing. I probably get from her most likely. So growing up, she was a wedding planner, and I would actually help her at her store. And 
was big into photography because that was what was around weddings and I realized like whoa I really want to be a wedding planner too and that obviously didn't pan out and I kind of just forgot about that like element like that sort of like expression or would you ever go back to that one day wedding planning yeah never say never I I really enjoyed it and and making someone's day the most beautiful day for them and supporting them in that way, I think it's really cool. But I think only certain people have the patience and the ability to do it because <laughs> it is a big day. But um, I think, like, kind of, like, putting that in the back burner and not really, like, playing with the idea of what other outlets that kind of exposed me to... I didn't discover till like a couple years ago and I've always been big on pictures like I'm like you got to remember this like I'm always the one with a camera no matter what I'm just videoing so, everything just so you guys know the first word she told me when she came in today was hey I brought my camera yeah <laughs> so just because it's like I don't know it, and regardless if you post it and it's just for you because I have so many pictures on my phone that is just for me and it's like when I go back it's like it's like I'm there again, and that's why I love photography and photos and, and any creative thing like that. Um, and so as I started to realize, like, man, I should really just, I mean, I, I can't just say what if. Like, you just have to do it to figure out what exactly. if, if you like it or not. Exactly. And purchased a camera that my friend was selling. He's like, I don't want it. I need a new one. I was like, I'll buy it from you. This is, like, perfect opportunity. And it's a starter camera. It's not complicated. So I bought it from him, and I just started shooting. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was shooting on auto, which is, like, cheating for photographers. <laughs> and I was like, man, I, I don't – I'm like, the lighting is weird. And I don't, and so I was just like, okay, you can't half-ass a hobby that yeah. you have time for. Like, you're yeah. trying to make time for, and you're trying yeah. to, like, learn. So I went to manual, and I went on YouTube videos and, and – you know, I'm dating someone that is a photographer and I have photographer friends. So I just started networking and I said, Hey, meet me for coffee. Like, what can I learn from you? And we just started roaming around Pittsburgh because that's, that's your playground. You yeah. know, whatever's around you is your playground. You can play with anything. And, and I just started learning from other people kind of like, it's like with anything with training. If I want to learn how to train, travel to gyms for, to people that are smarter than you. So I started hanging around with people who were smarter than me and more experienced than me with photography and once I started learning the gist it's like okay kind of learn the basis kind of learn the foundation now I need to make it my own and have been experimenting that yeah. way since then well so. you, even if you weren't wedding planning would you want to be a photographer for events like that so yes. you could still make someone's day exactly just through pictures that's why i say the outlets that yeah. it kind of created because i've actually been asked two weddings this year which is kind of bizarre congratulations thank you i appreciate that hopefully the wedding's still on um <laughs> and hopefully you'll do well <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wedding, so. um but it it goes to show that i mean the thing that i deal with like the struggles is I kind of still compare myself with photographers that are more advanced but they've been in it for 10 years I've been in it for two years and that's just like okay that's not realistic you know and it's the same thing with powerlifting when I started it's like I wanted to be 20 years ahead already but I was already year three I'm like I'm still that's how I felt when I came here and I met Hammer 
he put me back in my place pretty quick. And I'm just, still I'm a rookie. Still, yeah, still rookie, still learning, but in a good way. I have gray hair. In a good way, yeah. I'm not good at things, but I'm wise because I have gray hair. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. But, I mean, I, I really, like, photography, like, talking about that, um, but it, it kind of, like, carries over to everything, but if you want to go back to lifting, we can, but um, I think if you... The best advice I can say is as long as you create and you are proud of your own work and you make it your own, I think everything else will follow. If you are trying to mimic or pretend, people or even yourself will pick up on that. It's not, like you said, it's about authenticity. Yeah. And I think if you are just doing what you want to do. Without validation. Without validation. With just hard work and just putting yourself out there, I think opportunities will present themselves 1,000%. Mm-hmm. Because people are gonna be like, I wanna learn what you're doing. And you're like, well, I'm not really doing anything. I'm, gonna, I'm just kinda like minding my own business. <laughs> yeah. and, but it, it really is, it's, it's really the little things that add up day by day and that make a big difference. Um, I think that would be like my ultimate advice let, let me, for that. Let me ask uh, a, a tangent question, off that question, because you said, you know, said mimicking, kind of making things your own, and I agree 100%. But I'm also, I also come from a school of thought that we all start by mimicking. Yes. And it's, you have to learn almost how to mimic, and then, so you learn the rules of that sport, activity, whatever, whether it be photography. And then once you learn the rules, and I always take this as a musician to drumming, I will listen to recordings myself and have no idea what I did. I'm like, that sounds so cool. What was that? And I have to get behind the kit and actually play it in order to understand what I did. Right. And, and, and so I think always keeping in the back of your mind that until we get to a certain level, 90% of what we do is probably mimicking. It's probably taking what we admire from someone else. And yeah, we're putting our twist on, but we're, a lot of it is, is, is kind of mimicking. So what, what, what do you think the balance is there as far as... And I think it could be lifting, photography, or it could be drumming, I think. How much of it is mimicking, and at what point it's okay? Now I can make my own rules. I think with training, that's more relatable to what you're saying okay. because, for me, I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. I'm not with training. I think I'm just trying to learn from people who are smarter than me, learning or sh- passing on my experiences to others that are are getting into the sport. But with photography it's like this I forgot what the quote is but it's like how is being creative wrong you know what I mean yes you have those foundations and those things that you learn from others but you're not you're still not mimicking because I feel like one art piece is not the same as the next one does that make sense yeah yeah, yeah. 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 so I mean till this day I still get inspiration from things I've look at Pinterest or anything like that but I still make a twist of my own whether that's an editing you know feature or I just I totally get what you're saying but as far as like making your own I feel like if you're constantly mirroring people that you're looking up to then where's your identity I think it's about it's a matter of finding your identity within that which is which can be hard for a lot of people because maybe they don't know who they are yeah no I mean self-discovery through art is a wonderful thing by the way it's David Bowie's birthday just wanted to share that Thanks. I love David Bowie. Well, and that comes back to what you were saying about trying different things. And one of the things that I've always 
uh, was grown up on was tasting all the flavors. So go and do different things. And again, without validation. So I think with what you guys are talking about with training or trying to keep it simple, you can learn from anyone, but take it with a grain of salt, add your twist, and just try different things like you said with editing and stuff. Because then what happens is that friend or whatever messages, messages you and says, hey, how'd you do that? That's really cool. And then you end up saying... Well, I just kind of did random shit, and it kind of just worked out. Exactly. Yeah, I think tasting different flavors of different things, but then kind of rounding it to your own helps so much with anything, whether it's art, training, anything like that. So the last question I definitely wanted to hit today, um, if you guys didn't know, Yessie, you do write your own articles for Elite FTS. Mm -hmm. And if you guys want to read those, they are on EliteFTS.com, but I picked out an excerpt from one of her latest um, published articles and it is from Neil Gaiman did I say that yes. right okay and I liked I liked it and I really want to share a quote from it because anyone listening right now can truly benefit from it uh, no matter what aspect of life doesn't matter if it's training work whatever and myself I always preach to my athletes about you know being okay with failing being okay with making mistakes big or small um, while also trying new things like we literally just talked about for the last five minutes. So the excerpt that I pulled from uh, Neil Gaiman's, what was it, a story or a book? It, it was from, it from? It, yeah, it's a quote of his from. Okay, so, he did. and it is because if you are making mistakes and you are making new things, learning, living, pushing, changing yourself, and changing your world. And I really thought that was important. Um, and I really thought that was pretty cool for someone like Yessie to post because when you do go on websites like Elite FTS, a lot of the times you get stuck in fitness articles, uh, anything training related, but we really don't go back to just basic, not life skills, but things we need to take more into account when we're going about our everyday lives. So the question I want to ask you is, from that excerpt, what are some mistakes you've made over the years that have made you a better person that you think? She's laughing right now because she has no idea what to say. I'm putting her on the spot. I you are. It. Oh my god, I've made maybe just like <laughs> a couple that have like really changed your life. I want to say with I think it's in hand in hand honestly is making mistakes and taking risks. Um because I think if years ago I didn't take certain risks, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. I know that's like very cliche to say it's like but it's like you said it's like the simple things like that like you don't realize the choices you make every day ultimately it leads you to where you want to be um but mistakes <laughs> i mean i bombed out of a meet so there's that no what did um, that do for you afterwards though honestly it 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 was a fa it was a failure like i failed at something because you don't go to a meet to fail and that's probably like it's just heartbreaking and i think a lot of people can relate in whatever realm you want to take that as but i felt so unprepared for it because i was dealing with certain situations and i kind of went with an attitude like let's see what happens and i don't think that's the greatest attitude <laughs> honestly but it's it's just what i thought was best at the moment to not overwhelm yeah. myself and put pressure on myself and make it even worse and learning from that is don't go 
don't go unprepared and have the confidence that you will do well. And I don't think I had that confidence then. And I think that's why I probably didn't. Mm-hmm. I, that's why I just didn't do well and I didn't perform well. So I was very upset with myself um, just because I'm better than that. And, you know, I kind of dwelled on it for a couple of days, but it's like you have to move on and you learn from it. Okay, what do I need to do better? And you just honestly, it's going back to the basics. Like I need to start from square one and move my way up. Um, but it, I mean, a lot has changed for me, in especially personally and like the last couple of years and obviously I don't want to talk about those things but um, I want to say change is hard just because we get used to things and and we get comfortable and I think that's what um, that's what prevents us from being our full potential so when either when situations happen to you or for you it, it just depends on the attitude and and how you move forward but I, I, I like to be shaken. I like to be on my toes all the time. And I think that's why I pursue a lot of things because it gives me the opportunity to fail a lot yeah. too, you know? So I just don't stick with one thing. And that's why I think people challenge me like with, well, why do you do strongman and powerlifting? You can't do both. Well, it's like, okay, well, I want to do two things that are really, really hard, yeah. especially mentally, but I also have two opportunities where I can really fail or I can do really great things, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just a matter of putting yourself out there no matter what it is, for sure. Awesome. Yeah, we can definitely end on that note. That was, that was a perfect answer. So thank you so much, Yessie, for being on today. Guys, if you want to check Yessie out, uh, we will tag her Instagram on whatever post we do on the Union Fitness Instagram page. Um, if you want to check her out on EliteFTS.com, you can just search your name, right? Yes. Just go to the search bar. And there's not only me, there's many other athletes, so I don't want to say. That's fine. But um, uh, honestly, EliteFTS in general has so many con- so much content and so many different athletes and avenues that you can... I mean, I think anybody can relate to anybody just because there's so many personalities on that website. Um, so check everyone out, honestly. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode.